Welcome to Dad Call, where growing isn't just for kids. Hi, I'm Steve Stout. I'm excited that you've decided to join me once again as we continue our journey together as dads. Today, we're going to talk about learn the signs, keeping your kids on the narrow path. Before we start, let's review what the letters in Dad Call represent. D, determination. A, answer the call. D, direction. C, courage for the journey. A, accept responsibility. L, love. And L, listening. All right, let's jump right on in to today's topic, learn the signs. Keeping your kids on the narrow path. How do you know that you're doing a good job with your kids? Well, Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now that is the uh, New American Standard Bible version of that verse. I'm sure you've heard that verse before. And some people use this verse as a dagger to people who have adult children that are not serving the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something. I, let me just put this out there. I think that is so wrong in so many ways. This is not meant to be used as a dagger. Okay. Um, but I think many people do. I've heard people say that, well, you know, their son or their daughter, I mean, they're all out doing this stuff and they're not in church ever. And I mean, there's just on this list, like they're terrible parents because their child isn't serving the Lord. Well, let me tell you, we, we, I'm going to go over some stuff here, and I want you to bear with me because uh, I'm going to get into some, it, it's a little deeper than I normally probably do, but I think it's necessary. What this is, is an inspired wisdom proverb contained in the Holy Scriptures, okay? This is not a guarantee. Serving Christ is a choice that must be made by every one of us each day. My oldest son once asked me a question, and he said, and he asked this. He said, if a person never sinned, would they get into heaven? And I answered emphatically, yes. But the problem is the word if. That's where our problem is. You see, son, we're born into sin. Sin happened before I was an active participant. Therefore, no human is sinless. And when reading scripture, we must consider the context, the author, the historical setting, uh, the literary genre. There are many literary genres, including in the Bible, included in the Bible. And the narrative, poetry, wisdom literature, prophecy, apocalyptic, there were parables. Uh, you know, Jesus used parables, certainly in the Gospels. Uh, the epistles, which are the letters from the New Testament. And each genre has a different purpose, or serves a different purpose, maybe is a better word, uh, which the reader must keep in mind in order to correctly really understand it. Proverbs, which is an example of wisdom literature, gives us a guideline. Okay, It is important to understand that we are not programming or manipulating our kids into following Christ. You may have heard the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make him drink. It applies here. Now, if we can give the horse some salty oats to eat, he will want to drink. And we as parents are to provide the salty oats that they eat. 
But in order to do this, we must first know the path ourselves. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. And again, this is from the New American Standard Bible. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Now, I've talked about this in other episodes. Faith in Jesus Christ alone is the only way to be saved and possess eternal life. If you put your faith into anything else other than Jesus Christ crucified and that he arose on the third day and is alive and returning for his children, you yourself are not on the narrow path. And I'm trying to make that as plain as possible. We cannot deviate from this truth. Now, once we've established that we are on the narrow path ourselves, we must learn the signs that reflect the narrow path to life or the wide path to destruction. And there are both good signs and bad signs to look for and recognize in your kids. Okay? Your kids are on the right path. I'm going to go over both here. Your kids are on the right path if they are looking to you for help. Okay, if they come to you and are asking you for help in situations that are very difficult and tough for them as they're growing up, that's a good thing. This means that they trust you. You want your kids to trust you, and you want them to be able to come to you. If they listen and follow when you instruct them, that is a good sign. If they are not afraid to come to you when they mess up, are you, are you approachable is what I'm asking here. If you are not approachable by your kids, if you blow up every time they come to you about something or they mess up, they're going to stop coming to you, and that is not a good sign. Okay, uh, But if they are coming to you, that's a great thing. Uh, the reports that you receive about them from others reflects the narrow path. And simply what we mean by that is, are they getting good reports from people? Are other people talking about how nice they are? Uh, how kind they are. Uh, This reflects their heart. We've talked about it before. You cannot just modify behavior in kids. You can and get some limited success, but you really have to go after the heart, and it will reflect on how they treat others, okay? Um, They are quick to assist and help others. They are hanging with kids that are possessing similar values, If they are willing to admit wrongdoing and they confess it to you, that is a sign that they are on the narrow path. Okay, they're learning. It's not that you expect them to be perfect, but if they recognize it, that's a good sign. And if they're willing to admit wrongdoing and they confess it to you, not only that, but if they appear to follow rules well, okay, so when they mess up, they're coming to you, but... They also appear to follow rules very well. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to get everyone right. I mean, every kid can get tempted. Every man can be tempted. Every woman can be tempted. But they appear overall to follow rules well. Number eight, are they comfortable with their self-image? Okay, not consumed, but are they comfortable with their self-image? Number nine, do they smile frequently? That reflects even in people 
of all varieties. It doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, or child. If you're smiling a lot, that means that you're content in your circumstances. Paul talked about being content in our circumstances. And he was certainly content in his, and he was shipwrecked and bitten by a viper. I mean, you know, he had a lot of things happen to him, but he was content. And number 10, you notice their character is building. You actually see a change in them. They're learning and growing from their mistakes and any sins that are happening in their life. Uh, you can see a noticeable difference in that. Now, We've went through the signs, and these are just some of them. These are some that I came up with. I'm sure there are more out there, uh, but these are, I think, noticeable. Uh, but there are some signs that may be on the wrong path or on the, the wide path of the world. And I want you to understand they may experience one or more of these sometimes. Okay, and this is an important note here. And, and those are the times that we use to correct them. Okay, it doesn't mean, and if they have a few of these, like one or two of them, that, that doesn't mean they're off the rail. It just means we've got to correct it. It gives We've got some work to do, and so do they. And we're going to work it together. It's very important they know that you're teaming up with them here. Okay, you're not against them. They're not your enemy, and it's important that they know that. And if you notice a few of these, um, it's important to address and correct them quickly and not to display panic. Uh, I think that's the worst thing that you can do with your kids. And I've done that before. Trust me, I've made that mistake. And it's very important that we don't show panic or, you know, over-exaggerate something. Just simply talk with them and address it. All right, here's some of those signs. What kind of company are they keeping? You want to observe this closely. And has it changed suddenly would be another indicator of that. If they've been hanging around a certain crowd, uh, you may be from their youth group and everything's going well, and all of a sudden there's some kids at school that they're hanging with and it doesn't look good. Uh, you're noticing some, some different things. And I'll go to number two here. If they're displaying signs of disrespect, and it can be or usually is because they're hanging around the wrong people. Okay, If they're showing any displaying of signs of disrespect to either their mother, to you, to any family member, authority of any variety, like, uh, teachers, uh, whatever, coaches, uh, we're not going to limit this. If they're showing signs of disrespect, you need to get on that one right away. Do they show an entitlement attitude? That's number three here. And, and that is something else that, and it's rampant in our world right now. Everybody's entitled, they feel like. Uh, it's a mistake, it's wrong, and it's not biblical, quite frankly. Uh, so if they're showing an entitlement attitude, everything revolves around me. I should get whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want it. Not good. Uh, number four, are they passing blame on to others, or will they not accept responsibility for their actions? So again, are they willing to accept what they did and are they taking responsibility? And they should be learning that from us. Number five, they overreact to disappointment. If something happens that or doesn't happen that they thought was going to happen, how do they handle it? Do they stomp their feet, roll around on the floor? Do they not talk? Do they throw stuff? Uh, if they over-exaggerate that stuff, then that's something that you've got to address and take a look at. Uh, number six, can they admit they were wrong? Okay, that's a big one for people. I mean, it's hard for everybody, I think, to admit they're wrong, but it's important that they're doing it. That may seem like I'm nitpicking on that, but boy, there's a big lesson there. Number seven, they appear to have no peace at all, and they never smile at all because of it. Okay, we talked about smiling being a good thing. If they are absent smiling, um, and they really, it looked like they just don't have any peace in their life. Because remember, Christ brings peace. 
And if you don't have peace in your life and, you, and you've seen it in adults, you probably work with some people that way. I work with some people that way. They don't have peace in their life. And that's something that you can look at and say, boy, that's not the path I want them to be on. Number eight, they are angry all the time or most of the time. Another big one. Uh, number nine, they display excessive mood swings. Number 10, do they hide things from you? Okay. And again, that means are they doing things and they're hiding it? You know, and all of a sudden you have to, you find it out from somebody else. You know, you can get good reports from people and somebody may say, hey, I watched so-and-so uh, run a, a stop sign the other day. Uh, or, you know, I, the other day at school, um, I asked him to do something and he didn't do it right away or he, he didn't do it at all. He just, he just acted like I was non-existent, um, whatever it might be. And it may be with uh, your spouse. I mean, he may go in and talking to your wife. Your wife may be asking him to do chores or do something around the house, and they're flat out not doing it. Or they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing, uh, you know, drinking. Uh, some of those kind of things come to mind. They're underage. They're not able to do those things, and, and they're hiding it from you. And you find out um, that that's a big deal. We need to address those things. not good if they're going to hide things because what else are they hiding? Do they focus on their image? Now, I talked about it's important that they have a good image about themselves. They have a good self-image, and that is important. But you don't want to go teetering the other way, and you can be too much. So if they're focusing on their image, sudden changes in appearance can show signs of a problem. Again, I'm more focused on how I look. And if that's how it is and that's all it is, that's a tough one because that can bring about some arrogance and pride can certainly sneak in, and we don't want that. Number 12, they lack interest in church activities. And I'd say this is one of the biggest ones here. If they've been pretty active at church, uh, all my kids are, uh, but I monitor it very closely, and I, I want to be very careful with this because if there's ever a time that suddenly they lose interest or they don't want to go or they're finding reasons to miss, um, that, that has to be addressed. And, 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 and again, not, not accusing them, but just asking the questions, why are all of a sudden I notice that you're not going to church lately? Ask questions about it. And all of these things, that's how you should approach it. Uh, you don't want to approach them, you know, with uh, fire and vigor. So these are some of the signs I came up with um, to look for in your kids. And I will tell you that you may find that you have contributed to some of these signs, both good and bad. Okay, they may get some of these because we've exhibited some of this. And I tell you this not to alarm you, but I want to draw it to your attention so that you can correct your mistakes. It's important, like admitting that you're wrong, very important to do to your kids. That doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you a bad dad. What it does is it means that you're willing to take responsibility. And if they see you take responsibility, they in, in turn will want to take responsibility. I'm going to use an example of myself. My oldest son was displaying signs of anger and disrespect. Now, he's went through a couple of stages of this in his life. He's 12. He's going to be 13. So he's kind of in that teenager. You know, he's getting ready to be a teenager, and he kind of thinks he knows more than he does. And every once in a while, you know, he just has that, that vinegar, I call it. But I asked him about it, and he told me that he felt like I treated him unfairly. And I was looking at it, and, and what this was was his sister and he, um, I, I wasn't treating her the same way that I do him. You know, I'm, I'm harder on him. And the situation, um, and, and I had to look at the situation and say, you know what, yeah, you're right. 
I, I didn't treat you fairly on that. I kind of I took up for her on it instead of him. And uh, actually, I didn't know the whole story. And once we kind of sat down and talked about it, I told him, I said, look, I, I was wrong on this. You know, I didn't know all of that. And so I had to make corrections on my end. Now, what does he take from that? Is he going to hold that against me? Well, I mean, he could, I guess, uh, but he didn't. He appreciated the fact that I owned up to it and that I don't always get it right. And so this is going to lead me to my final thoughts for today. After you learn the signs, it is very important to also learn how to address them. Do not come with angry accusations. I cannot emphasize this enough. Approaching an angry child with anger on your end is like throwing kerosene instead of water on a fire. Make sure you read the label first. That's going to be my advice there. I, and I'm telling you, I've done it. Come with the love and concern that you have for your child. Remember, it's always because you love them that you want to correct them. Ask probing questions to solve the problem and not to create other problems along with it. Listen to what they have to say. And if you ask questions but choose to react instead of act, this will do more damage. Your child is not your enemy, but the words we use and the reaction we give can make us appear to be the enemy to them. You want them to learn that they can trust you. The goal is to teach your kids to be adults and not for them to remain acting like children. I want to thank you for listening today, and I hope that you gained something from uh, this episode. I invite you to join me each and every week right here. And if you are finding encouragement, please invite your friends to listen to the Dad Call podcast where growing isn't just for kids. I publish the podcast no later than Monday each week. Follow us on Facebook and be sure to share your thoughts with me. You may also email me at the number 5dadcall at gmail.com with questions, comments, and prayer requests, which are always welcome. And please know that if you are a listener, you are being prayed for every day. Be sure and join us next week as we discuss R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I want to leave you with this today. Explain, demonstrate, and inspire your kids to follow the narrow path. God bless, and I look forward to talking to you next week.